Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 850. Those who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those doing it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guests. I've got two people with me today, Eric Lunseth and Caroline Connor. Hey, Eric, Caroline, are you two buckle up and ready for a fun ride? Let's press the pedal down and go, Mark. Yes, sounds good. We'll have some fun and learn a little bit about these two. Eric Lunseth and Caroline Connor just launched a new and it's free car enthusiast app titled Pedal. The mantra at Pedal is passion for what moves you. The Pedal app is a social networking community for the motoring enthusiasts. Eric spent the last 17 years in the financial services industry, and he has served as a board member for the Gasparilla International Film Festival and co-founded the Skyway Film Festival, where he's the executive director. He's also a writer and an actor with a lifelong passion for cars and the automotive industry. Caroline has spent 16 years on the film and television industry in all areas of production. She's produced numerous films, and she's written and directed an award-winning short film. So interesting that you two come from similar backgrounds, similar industry backgrounds, but now you've kind of put yourselves together here and created this very cool app, Pedal, which we're going to learn a lot more about. So Eric, Caroline, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Could you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your careers and your passion for automobiles. And let's start with Caroline. Yeah, I mean, I always say my passion for cars starts with my nephew, Joe, because it was always a connection I had with him. His first words were literally car, and that's all he <laughs> said for his whole first three years. Car, <laughs> car, car. So it was always a way to connect with him. But in regards to my career in vehicles, it's usually on the part of trying to get them out of mud and getting them out of snow. So I have a lot of experience troubleshooting car issues in that way, just to make life more efficient for production. But in regards to the car field, this is a new and great experience. Yeah, it's very, very cool. And we're going to learn a lot more about it. How about you, Eric? Uh, well, thank you, Mark. First, I'd also like to just say, you know, I, I grew up in Tampa, Florida, and I, I have a lot of passions, as your audience can certainly surmise from my bio there. But really excited about what we've created here with Paddle. And, uh, you know, the culture and the community is very diverse. There's something for everyone. And we're building a digital community here that, that hopefully a lot of people will love and want to join. It's very cool. I was telling Eric and Caroline here, I was playing around with the app a little bit this morning. It's something really neat. It kind of has tie-ins in the way I was interfacing with it with some other apps that I'm kind of used to, but it's different and, of course, automotive-focused. So we're going to learn a lot more about this as we continue on both of your journeys. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra, something that has some meaning to you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Eric, let's start with you. Take the wheel. Well, those that know film and, and know the movie Wall Street probably don't need me to tell them this quote from, is from Charlie Sheen and uh, his character of Bud Fox, but life comes down to a few moments. This is one of them. And, you know, that's something that I believe. It's something I say to myself before meetings, auditions. I think that success is often the result of many factors coming together. Uh, it's helpful to recognize how important moments can be and, you know, don't hold back. Absolutely. How about you, Caroline? I always like to 
quote, but I use it more as a mantra because I just repeat it to myself before any hard task is, it's, it always seems impossible until it's done. Nelson Mandela said it. It's always good because it both reminds me of previous instances where I thought I couldn't do something. And once we got our, you know, hands dirty and did it, we were able to accomplish it. So I just, in my mind, it's always, it always seems impossible until it's done. You come from an industry that has to get a lot of things done to make things work, the film industry, and I can see how that would work really well. Now, when it comes to what you developed here at Pedal, how did you use that mantra to get yourself to a point where you actually launched this app? Because a lot of people out there think of, oh, create an app. Sounds so easy. Uh, not so much. There's a lot of work that goes into it. So for you, Caroline, how has that mantra worked for you to get this new project up and going? When it first started as an idea, you're kind of like, okay, we have this idea. How does it come about? So that was one of those times that came to me, like, how do we transfer this, just this idea into like an actual product? Mm -hmm. And then now it's coming again. How do we get more users? You know, you have to balance patience and hurry all in the same kind of mix of (laughs) calming down, calming your, you know, racing mind sometimes and just putting your head down and getting it doing anything you can to make sure it happens. Sure. So, Eric, in the case of putting together, whether it's an audition or a film festival or all the things you're involved in, when it came to producing Pedal, how did you use your mantra to make sure that this whole thing got to where it is today? A lot of moving parts, you know, just like a car. It's interesting, you know, where one thing can lead down another path and then trying to connect with certain people to make something happen. This was a new venture for us, a new opportunity. And again, just trying to put together that team to, to get it done, kind of like anything, whether that's a film festival or, or a show or something else, you know, so just, it's not just myself, it's not just Caroline, uh, you know, you really do rely on a lot of other people, like a lot of other things, kind of like some of your guests that, that were in the engineering business or, or what have you, you know, it's not just them, there's a whole team that, that comes together just like building a car. Sure, not unlike a race team. A lot of moving parts, a lot of people needed for sure. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I know, Caroline, you talked about having a family member that (laughs) said only the word car for the first three years of his life. I think my mom said I... I was the same way, but tell me a story that instigated a little bit of your passion for cars because you've been in the film industry where obviously you use cars and things, but having a passion for cars is a little bit different. So is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realize that, you know, maybe I am a car gal? Yeah, I would say there's kind of two. Once I got to Texas where I went to school and I didn't know anyone, so I just got in my car and I would drive all over central Texas. And I just love the feeling of putting your window down, putting on songs you like and just exploring mm-hmm. the city. And then later on in life, like I said, to talk to my nephew, Joe, being a 10-year-old boy, 8-year-old boy, there's not much we have in common. But he loved cars, and, and it was a way for me to keep in contact with him. And that way, I, real, I started realizing that I wasn't always looking down on my phone. I was now looking out into the world trying to find cars that I could send him pictures of that he would find interesting. Sure. And it kind of opened up my world that way. And then the more I saw cars, the more I realized, oh, they're not just things to get you from here to here. They're actually art that, you know, they're actually very beautiful. They're interesting. They're technology. There's a whole combination of it. So I think between those two experiences, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm into cars. I am into cars. Oh, my gosh. Well, and definitely this app that you've created is for total enthusiasts, because that's what it's all about is car people. And there's certainly a lot of those folks out there, the entire audience here of listeners for Cars Yeah are all car people, diehard car people. How about for you, Eric? Was there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized you indeed were into cars? Yeah, absolutely. I would say like some of your other guests, and I believe 
you Mark, uh, as I grew up with Matchbox cars. Yep. Yeah, as a young child, you know, my mother, you know, she she never said no whenever I wanted another one. Uh, that then transitioned into building and racing RC cars, which were popular when I was a kid as well. Uh, and then early on, you know, I've always had a love of film and TV, and cars play an important role. You know, from James Bond's Aston Martins and Lotus Esprit's to Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari 308 GTS. Those things are always a, a big part of some TV shows and films. You know, they're, they're, they're a character themselves. And lastly, you know, an influence was my father. In, in 1979, he picked up a gold Pontiac Firebird. He also owned a 67 Mustang. And he had a partner that had a Ferrari 328 at one time. He had another partner that, you know, when the Porsche 944 first came out, he got that. So, you know, you add that with, with also any time I had money, I went and I bought a, a car magazine. I would say it was ingrained on an, in, at an early age. It sounds like it for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about a challenge or even a failure. Um, and let's focus in on this app that you guys have created because this is kind of interesting to me. You guys come from the film industry primarily, but you have some passion for cars and somehow you two decided to team up and create an app. So, I'm assuming along the way there was some challenges, maybe some failures, maybe some walls you hit, maybe some ditches you skidded into. But let's talk a little bit about one of those. And you each may have different ones. I don't know, or it could be the same one that you both hit together. I'm going to start with you, Eric, here and have you talk about that and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum to move the project forward. Absolutely. When you start with concept, you start with idea, and then you try to go from that to implementation. Not having a coding background or, or uh, an app developing background, the biggest challenge right off the bat was, okay, who can we get to partner with us to build this for us? And that was so far still the most difficult challenge. I mean, so much of our world is going digital, regardless of what the industry is, yet still it can be difficult to try to find those quality people if, if you know, your friends aren't people that are coders in Silicon Valley or wherever else, you know, that might be going on. So that was the biggest challenge. And then from there, it's like, okay, great, we're off and running, you know, so to speak. The flag is dropped. We're, we're, we're racing. But, you know, then it's like, okay, well, to use car analogies, we're back in the pits, you know, now we've got to stop and do this and maybe do that. And so just some curveballs have come down the road. But that, that first challenge of finding the right people to work with was a difficult thing. No doubt. How about for you, Caroline? I think it would be a similar issue. I'm used to getting kind of my hands dirty and if there's a problem and I can't find someone to do it, being able to do it, but the coding world is beyond my scope at this moment. So I think that's the most frustrating when you kind of almost want to work 24 hours on something that you don't have the skills mm. to do it. Yeah. It, that's where it frustrates me. I'd love to be able to just go in there and fix all the issues or fix the problems right then and there and get it done. But when you don't have that skill set, then you have to kind of be patient and start learning as much as you can to understand what they're telling you on the other end. Well, coming from your background where it sounds like in production where you kind of got, I can see you with the, the pencils in the ears and clipboards all over and computers and trying to make all these pieces happen when you're producing films or you're working in that industry. There are so many pieces. So for you, Carolyn, what's your takeaway when somebody encounters a new area where they lack some expertise, what's your takeaway advice for that person on how to get through it without it driving you completely crazy? The one thing I learned from my film background, when we have investors that have lots of money, they're never the ones who are afraid to say they don't know something. Mm -hmm. And they're never the ones who are afraid to go to people who have more experience and say, tell me, explain it to me. Right. It's always the people who I feel like who have less 
who are afraid to admit that they don't know. So I would say, go to someone who knows, who's the expert, and learn from them. Ask them the questions. People want to tell you. There's something that they've studied their whole life. They want to tell you about it. This is their life. They want to explain it. Don't pretend you know something you don't. Ask the questions. Find out the answers. Sure, absolutely. Would it be a similar thing for you, Eric? I, I would have to agree. I mean, it's one of those things that if, if I don't know the answer, you, you got to go out and, and seek advice and guidance. I, I'm sure there's millions of people that would echo that sentiment. Sometimes it can be hard asking people, uh, you know, for that, I guess, but uh, just as Caroline said, you, you got to go out and find the right people because there are people that are willing to help. And coding, of course, and developing, as I said, that was a challenge, but now that we've transitioned into launching this thing, which, of course, it is out there, now it's okay getting it in the hands of those people. And as you know, Mark, people that are car enthusiasts, people that love cars, they're willing to talk to you. You know, there's, there's always great stories, and if there's something that uh, in the car industry, usually they get excited about it. And so that's that's been wonderful to be able to encounter people in those regards. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum, what I call kind of an aha moment. And let's talk again about Pedal the App, because that's what we're here about today. So was there a specific moment for you, Eric, when you kind of went, this is something that people in the car world, the enthusiast world, need? Absolutely. So, you know, I remember that moment clearly. We, we were stopped on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City, and Caroline had just captured a picture of a Lamborghini Aventador, and she was getting ready to share it on this text thread that she created. So as she mentioned earlier, her nephew Joe, we had a text thread going, myself, Caroline, and Joe, and we would share pictures and videos of cars, and we'd comment on them, and maybe we'd come across something that I owned in the past or that you know I had knowledge of. So again, it, it, the text thread just built. And I said at that moment, I said, you know, this is an app. We should build this. Mm-hmm. I think car enthusiasts around the world would love a social media application to share this information. And it's something that doesn't have all the other clutter that comes with other apps that are currently on the market. Ah, there. How about you, Caroline? Sounds like you were there at that same aha moment. Yeah, I would say it's three that kind of combined to create one big aha moment. I remember going to the auto show with Eric and my, once again, Joe and my dad. And I realized that all three of them had interest in cars, but in different ways. Joe loved the supercars, the exotic cars. My dad loved kind of the older ones that reminded him of his youth, and Eric kind of liked that everything in between, and I filed that away. And then there was a car magazine at my dad's house, and my sister's husband, John, had picked it up, and I never, he never struck me as a car person. I just thought he bought his pickup, but he was looking through it and meant talking about the cars and talking about cars from his youth and mentioning new cars. I'm like, that's interesting. So I filed it away. And then we were just at Monterey Car Week and we were um, on the Canary Road. Mm-hmm. Row. Yeah. And I looked around and there were mothers with their sons and there were, you know, young women along with the typical people you would think like young men. And I'm like, all these people are trying to take pictures of these cars and trying to learn about them. And then all those three instances kind of came together and I'm like, oh, you know, this does kind of just strike a wide range. Cars are kind of universal. It doesn't matter your sex, your you know, your gender, your age, your mobility. Everyone can enjoy cars in their different in a different way. You mean we didn't run into each other at that exotic car show on Cannery Row? I can't believe we didn't see each other. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I haven't run into everybody that I've said I was there in Los Angeles too. Yeah, yeah, that was our first time there. 
And obviously, I've heard about it before, and a, a, friend, a good friend of mine, Dale, told me, listen, it's the mecca for car events, yeah. and oh my lord, wow. You know, Monterey <laughs> by itself is gorgeous, but when you add all those beautiful cars and, and great fun people, it is truly an event that I think everybody needs to experience. Well, yeah, this was my 29th year in a row going to Car Week. And so every time I go, I have some friends that aren't car people that say, why do you keep going back? Isn't it the same thing? I'm like, no, it's it's always something different. There's always different cars. There's different events. And the event you're talking about, I was at the Quail that day, and Camilo Pardo, who's been a guest on the show, he also designed the Ford GT. I gave him a ride over to that event, walked around there with him, and looked at the cars and that was a crazy place, too. I mean, I it was out of control, crowded with people. I couldn't believe it, probably because that particular event was free. That event, more than the other events I went to where you pay, had everybody because it was free. So families were there, people that maybe couldn't afford to take a whole family to the Quail or Pebble Beach where the tickets are 300 to $600 a piece. But it brought out a lot of local people. I noticed that. A lot of people that you almost didn't think would be car people, but they were there enjoying the experience as well. So you're right. It's a big, broad world for sure. So next year, you'll have to uh, come back and make it year number two and uh, do it all over again. Absolutely. Did you have a chance to attend some of the other events during that week? We did. We uh, went went to the... uh Ferrari Barnyard event. Uh, I'm, I'm also a Porsche guy, so we went to the Works Reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also uh, did go to uh, Pebble Beach and attended uh, a Wink Car Forum with uh, Escadarian. Uh, so, so we kind of made our way around to different things here and there. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a wonderful time. It was, it was amazing. Very cool. Well, Wayne Carini, Ed Iskandarian, Iski, those are both names. Those guys have both been guests on the show. So now you're all part of the Carja alumni with guys like that who've been in the industry forever. Well, let's talk about our proudest moment with this new, I, I would imagine it's probably the launch here, but we'll start with you, Eric. Is there, is there a moment where you just kind of had to step back and take a breath and go, wow, that's pretty cool what we did here? Yeah, so I would say definitely the launch, and I would also say related to the app. So, you know, a lot of apps and a lot of things, you know, people like things. Well, on, on Pedal, we don't like things, we rev them. So, you know, <laughs> if you, you know, and we have an RPM gauge that you can press, and we have an odometer, uh, odometer counter that, you know, keeps the total. So, so when I had a notification alert on my phone that someone revved an early post, it was like, oh man, that is extremely cool. Look at that. It says so and so revved your post. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really cool. I'm glad this is working. As <laughs> long as they don't over-rev it. That's the only, the only challenge I see there. How about, yeah, exactly. you, how about you, Caroline? Um, I woke up one morning, and I always check um, Paddle every time I wake up. And usually there might be a couple photographs, and then I get to my last post as we're still building user base. And one morning I woke up, woke up and I, there were, I just kept scrolling and scrolling and couldn't find my last post because I was going through everyone else's. Hmm. That just made me excited to think, oh, This might be the new normal. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's talk about a first special car in your life. And I'll I'll start with you, Caroline. Is there a car that you've owned that was really special to you, that first one that you got that made a change in your life in some way? And and what was maybe a memory you have about that car? Yeah, my first car was special. I I first read this question. The one that comes to mind is, though, my brother's car. He calls it Big Teal, and it's now a officially a member of the family, I would have to say. <laughs> it's old. It's not pretty. I mean, don't tell him that because he'll get mad that I said that on okay. air. <laughs> okay. But, you know, like the paint's coming off, the ceiling's coming off. I, You know, air conditioning is maybe, maybe not, depending. 
and the cars in Arizona, so you can imagine. Ugh. But, you know, anytime there's a dull moment in the conversation, anybody in the family just mentions that truck. Yeah. And Oh, and by the way, it's called Big Teal, but it's not actually Teal, um, <laughs> because it originally was. I mean, ah. it just has so much history, and yeah. it's just a way of, like, anytime there's a dull moment, you can just bring up that truck and start laughing. So I just feel like it's, the reason it's special is because I never thought a big, ugly truck would have to become a member of the family, but apparently... <laughs> apparently it does, yeah. yeah. Big teal. How about you, Eric? We could do a whole separate show on this. It would be my first car. A lot of memories. It was a 1982 Camaro Z28. Ooh. Yeah. White with tan top, uh, white with tan interior, T-tops. I got it when it was probably about six, seven years old because it was my first car, but it was in cherry condition. Had that five liter V8 engine. My friends, Sean and Dale, nicknamed it the Great White Shark. <laughs> and fun fact um, that I did not know at the time, but looking this back up for your show, uh, in 1982, the Z28 was Motor Trend's car of the year. There you so, go. You know, yeah. 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 You were ahead of your own time. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool first car for sure. Oh, my goodness. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've let go? Is it that Z28 that you wish you had back? Uh, it is that I wish I had back, but it's not It's not remorse of selling it or, or anything else with regards to that. It's uh, Unfortunately, it was totaled one summer prior to college. Ouch. Yeah, uh, a big Cadillac cut across four lanes of traffic right in front of me. Uh, everyone was okay, but sadly, the Great White Shark was no more. Sacrifice for you. Well, thank you, Great uh, White Shark. Wow. How, yeah. about, how about you, Caroline? Is there a car in your past you wish you had back since, since big, the big teal is still around? <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, yeah, hopefully someday, someday there will be. <laughs> I, yeah. I guarantee it. There is for all of us for sure. Well, let's talk about pedal. And I'd love for you guys to explain uh, how this works, what it's all about, why car enthusiasts need to get this app on their mobile device, their computers and use it. So let's start with uh, Eric. Why do I need pedal? Well, as I mentioned before, we're, we're creating a community just for car enthusiasts. So we're creating that social network that is similar to other apps that are on the market, but we're getting rid of all that other clutter. This is solely for car enthusiasts to share what they love, to share pictures, to share videos, to comment, to follow people, to discover other things that are out there related to the car industry. That's what we're building here. And it's a free app. It's very easy to use. Um, and we're trying to make something that people enjoy, uh, that, again, is, is very simple. But uh, that is something that people will say, you know what, I, I got to have this because I love cars, and these guys are doing it right. That's what our ultimate goal is. There you go. uh, we just launched our first version of the app. Uh, we're very happy with where things are, but we do have a lot of features that we have planned to add to the app as we continue to scale up and grow down the road. So, Caroline, what are some of the features uh, that Eric alluded to here that I might expect to find when I download, which I already have, so I've started playing with it, which is cool. But for those listeners who don't know about it yet, what are some of those features they might expect to find? Um, okay, yeah. Like I said, um, earlier, I think it's a great way for people who aren't even have remote car interest in to connect with their sons or their daughters in a way that you know, sometimes other social media, you don't want to be on there with your parents because they might be embarrassing, <laughs> but, you, but the parents might want to have a way to connect with their children. I think that's a great way. Um, I think the app is great because of that. You know, you can be friends with each other and, you know, there's no embarrassing photos of, you know, your parents going out on Friday night. And if there is, they're in a cool car, so it's okay. And then it also is, I think, 
you know, like I said, people my dad's age who love looking at the older cars, and then it kind of, when he, when I look at it with him, it kind of starts stories, and he tells me stories about when he's younger, or stories of the cars that he and his dad had, so I think it's, Besides the people who are steadfast car enthusiasts, for the people who are one step over, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's conversation starters. It's a, a way to connect without getting super personal with someone, or it's a good conversation starter. Sure. Good connection. And if I'm going to go find this new app, what's the best way for me to do that? Absolutely. So the app is available in both app stores, and uh, the app is called Pedal. But to make sure it's easily found, search keywords, pedal, passion for what moves you. And uh, as I mentioned, this is an app, so it is solely for your device. But we do have a website, so pedaltheapp.com. And if you go to our website, there's also links to both app stores in there. So you can be found both ways. Very cool. Very cool. It's easy to find. I'll let our listeners know. Also, I'll put links on Eric and Caroline's show notes page here on the Cars Yeah website so that you can go there and check it out. Very, very cool. So, Eric and Caroline, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal and rev that engine, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. 
All right, Eric, Caroline, we are back, and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips, but don't over-rev it, of the throttle. I know I keep saying rev here, but there's a reason for that. I want you listeners to realize when you go and use this app, it's a really cool way that you like things. You don't like, you rev, so I like that. It's pretty cool. Nice thought there. So I'm going to uh, spew off some questions here for you guys, and I'd love for you to give me some quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received, Eric? Oh, wow. I'm not going to plug anything here, but but it's words of wisdom and a gift from my mother. This is your AAA Plus card. It comes with 100 miles of free towing. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. Nice, Mom. Yeah. How about you, Caroline? There's two. One is don't park on soft grass. And <laughs> the second one is when I was 21 and my tire in my car would pop, and every time I tried to change it, it would fall. This nice man walking by... Put a brick under your tire, your other tire, that'll stabilize. <laughs> Keep the car stable, yeah. And definitely don't park on dry grass with a hot car. Ugh, I've seen some fires start that way. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes, Caroline? Organization and just putting your head down and doing the work. There you go. How about you, Eric? I think this is an exciting time we live in. I think anything is possible. Anyone can do what they want. Just stay positive and work towards your goals. Oh, absolutely. I feel what you're saying there after three years and 850 guests here on Cars. Yeah, just keep your head down, keep rowing. That's how you get ahead of things. Now, is there a resource other than the pedal app, of course, that you guys would like to share with our listeners that maybe has some relationship to cars? How about you, Eric? You know, if we weren't on a podcast, I would say discover one, discover 10, discover 100 of them. Uh, but since since we're doing your beautiful podcast, <laughs> I, I have a TV show I love. Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. I, yeah, it's a show that I think has something for everyone. Of course, cars, knowledge, comedy, coffee, and diners. Yeah, pretty interesting what he's created there. And I think it was a, a early, maybe not super early, but a precursor to how things are moving nowadays where TV is just kind of doing something different or needs to do something different. And, of course, when you've got Jerry Seinfeld's backing, uh, his history, of course, he's got a huge head start over us newbies like you guys and me as far as people knowing who he is. But, yeah, interesting show for sure. I just want to see more of the cars, though. That's why every time I watch I'm like, I really don't want to hear what you guys have to say. Just show me the cars. So maybe he needs to do one that's just comedian talking about cars, and that's all. So <laughs> if he's listening out there, yeah, there you go. How about you, Caroline? Um, I'd say if you're trying to get a friend or a loved one into cars, Monterey Car Week or something of the sort, mm-hmm. to bring them up close to the cars and show them how beautiful they can be. But if you're already into all of it, there's a website called Aid Up with Motor, and it's kind of like a Wikipedia of just car stuff knowledge. Now, I haven't heard of that. Eight, is it eight, the number eight, or the, the word eight as in the number eight? A-T-E. Eight, oh, eight up, like eating. Okay, yes. eight up. With, okay, cool. Very good. I'll make sure that's on your show notes page. Now, Caroline, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? I'm going to say Jeremy Clarkson, only because I feel like you're going to have a good time. Gonna, <laughs> there's going to be something that's going to happen that's going to be memorable. I would think so. <laughs> I could talk with anyone about their profession forever. but Yeah, he's a character, that's for sure. How about you, Eric? Uh, I can't mention the gentleman's show and, and then pick somebody else, Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. Ah, there you go. Yep, definitely a car guy for sure. He's a guy I'd love to get on this show, but boy, he's got a lot of walls around him. I'll get to him eventually. I think once he figures out what I'm doing, I'm not going to talk about Seinfeld. I'm going to talk about cars. He might actually be a guest on the show. So any of you listeners out there know Jerry, have him give me a call, please. 
Now, how about a book? Or is there a book or two that you two have read that you enjoy that you'd like to share with our listeners? It doesn't have to be a car book. It could be a business book. We'll start with you, Eric. A good friend of mine, Rick, gave me a copy. It's called Touchdown, Achieving Your Greatness on the Playing Field of Business and Life by Kevin Elko. It's filled with great stories and advice from business leaders, Super Bowl winners, and others. Nice. First time that book's been recommended. How about you, Caroline? I just recently read The Alchemist. A lot of people know it, but I think it's just a good reminder that you just have to keep going towards your path and keep an eye open to the doors that are opening. And sometimes you lose everything, but you can rebuild yourself and continue down your path. It's interesting you mentioned that book because just last week I had a guest that recommended that book. And it hadn't been recommended for a long time here. It's one of those classics, I think, that's just been around and has a lot of good common sense in it. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Eric and Caroline have shared on their show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Eric with a K and Caroline, and their page will pop up with all these cool links, including a link to their new app, Pedal. Or you can find it on your mobile device, which is where you're going to use it anyway. I would encourage you to check it out. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, you two. You guys are going to cost me today because all my guests, I buy them any cool collector car they would like. But now I've got to buy two today. Mm -hmm. Ah, But, you know, this is Labor Day, so everybody has a day off and they're relaxing with their families, having a little bit of fun. So that's okay. Maybe the stores will be closed. I might have to go out and find you your cars tomorrow. But let's start with you, Eric. I'm buying you anything you want, buddy. What's it going to be? Please tell me we can make this happen. Okay. (laughs) All right. This is difficult, uh, but I'm going to go with a Ferrari F40. Wait a minute. You said you were a Porsche guy. I I know. I know. (laughs) Uh, But I tell you, you know, if you got to boil down to one, the Ferrari F40, it's just one incredible, sexy, badass, rare supercar. Oh, yeah, and he's kind of uh, pre-computer, so analog in nature, but it's got pretty much like an F1 engine in the back. And I've had the pleasure of driving one of those, and it is a beast. Oh, it's a a scary car. you got to be careful in that thing. So once I deliver it to you, you got to promise me you'll be very careful because I don't want to call saying i got to buy you another one someday. (laughs) I will keep that promise. Okay, there you go. What color do you want that to be? Oh, red. Of course, Ferrari red. Yeah, how about you, Caroline? What am I going to buy you today? Yeah, 1968 or 69 Bronco. Oh, well, you're a cheap date. I mean that in the nicest of ways. <laughs> a 68 Bronco. Now, that's a bit different than the Ferrari F40. What is it about the Bronco that you love so much? I don't know. I love how I love seeing them in all those different colors. I love the style. I was working with um, a man who had one like 10 plus years ago. Uh-huh. And it was the first time I had really seen one and it was Nice and cherry, nice, you know, polished in this teal. And I'm like, that looks like so much fun. And every time I see one since, I'm like, they're still so much fun looking. Now, wait, did I hear you say teal? It was like a, or aqua. Well, I'm just, I'm teasing. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, big teal's back. Uh, You're trying to compete with uh, that family member of yours, I think, is what's going on here. So. Well, here's what I'm going to do for you, Caroline, since there's such an imbalance here between Eric's F40 and your Bronco. I'm going to send you to uh, a company called Icon, and uh, Jonathan Ward, who owns that company, he's one of my very early guests, I think guest seven here on Cars, yeah, he will build you the Bronco of your dreams. I mean, we're talking about a probably two, $300,000 Bronco, so at least we're getting a little closer. Well, we're still kind of far away from Net 40, but that's okay. It'll be, it'll be something special, and you can paint it teal or any color you want. He'll do anything you want as long as you write him a check. So uh, 
I think that's what I'm going to do for you today. Well, Eric, Caroline, you've taken us on a great ride. I've really enjoyed your stories. Thank you for taking a little time here on a Labor Day uh, for our Cars Yow listeners. I appreciate you being here on a holiday. Thanks for uh, sharing this new app, Pedal, with us, which is really, really cool. I encourage the listeners to go check it out. Get it on your mobile devices, start using it, playing with it. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Could you both offer us a little piece of wisdom or guidance before, Eric, you rip off into the sunset in that F40, and Caroline, you kind of uh, lumber over the hills and the dirt in that Bronco, and we'll start with you, Caroline. The, another quote I really like is, I think it's George Bernard Shaw, but he said, those who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those doing it. <laughs> and I kind of, you know, the same idea, just keep positive, just Put your head down and do it. Absolutely. And Eric? Well, to bring it back to some of my early moments that ignited that passion for both film and cars, something from an, another iconic film that featured that 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around in once in a while, you could miss it. <laughs> Bueller? 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 Yes, yes <laughs> yeah. sir. Yes, sir. So I would say my advice in life and business, make sure to enjoy the ride. Absolutely. And you can enjoy it even more if you use this new app, Pedal. So again, listeners, you can find out more about it on Eric and Caroline's show notes page here on Cars. Yeah, just go to the website, type Eric with a K and Caroline in there. That page will pop up with links. Grab your mobile device. uh, Check out Pedal, P-E-D-A-L, the mobile app. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Eric, Caroline, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you both down the road. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Cars Yeah!